Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host, James, and today we are going to be looking at the episode Littlest Bigfoot. So, it begins with Blythe working on a new outfit, and after she has made some progress, we see that that outfit she is working on is for Penny Ling, because she's posing in it, but it still has, like, a bunch of, like, unfinished stuff coming off of it, and some, like, um, clothes-making supplies, like, pins and needles, I guess, I don't know. Uh, but, Blythe is happy with the progress she has made, and says, not too shabby. However, Sunil disagrees and says it is the shabbiest thing ever. Everyone looks at him weird, and he takes that to mean that shabby might not be a compliment. Blythe tells him it means really old and kind of worn out. Sunil walks back as common and says it is the least shabby thing he's ever seen. And then... We hear honking, and it's Roger, and he runs into the shop with the enthusiasm of a child, and he is screaming, I finally did it! Mrs. Twombly, in her infinite wisdom, says, I'm sure that whatever you did, a sincere apology will go a long way to fixing it. I don't hear any sirens yet. <laughs> uh, that is the best kind of snark. But Blythe comes out and asks Roger what he did. So he asks everyone to come outside to show off his new uh, camping trailer. He monologues about how when he was young he had a regular old tent and all of the fancy campers had a trailer like this. He then vowed one day to get a pop-up trailer of his own so he can be a fancy camper. And Mink is like, eh, we all have dreams. Man, I cannot believe how much they're like putting down Roger, but you can't keep Roger down. No, you can't keep Roger down. So, uh, Roger is very excited about going camping and says that uh, they can go camping in the National Forest whenever we want. So, a few things I would like to point out. Uh, a National Forest is different than a National Park. And, um... New York State does not have a national park, but it does have a national forest. And if they are in downtown city, which is maybe around where New York City is, depending on their point of view, or used to be a part of New York City from where I'm standing, the closest national forest is the Finger Lakes National Forest. Named that because the lakes look like fingers. 
that is roughly a five-hour drive from NYC. So it's doable, especially if you do not plan to go back on the same day. And with his new fancy camper, he can stay there for a good while. He and Blythe. So, Roger comes up with a list of outdoorsy things to do on their camping trip, which is collect old birds' nests, sway minnows, I think is what they said. In the not Netflix era, I can't check exactly. And the big one, quite literally, looking for Bigfoot confused and remarks on Bigfoot's character as being a hairy monster thing and Vinny and Sunil hear this and freak out because you know monster anyway uh, Blythe explains that Bigfoot has been a secret passion of Rogers for a while and you know I, d I don't know how anything can be a secret in Roger. <laughs> he just seems like the type of guy who is open about most things, you know? And Blythe continues uh, saying that Roger will probably just fall into a hole if he actually found Bigfoot. Roger asks them if they can go camping this weekend and Blythe is on the fence a bit but the pets really want to go Blythe asks if they can come and Roger's fine with it and asks Mrs. Trombley and Mrs. Trombley says animals in nature like it's odd and I find that hilarious and then agrees and then asks them to contact their owners as well and, like, that's done off screen. They're all going, essentially. So, they drive to the campsite, and, like, they take the road, and then, like, to get to the campsite, they have to drive under, like, a hollowed out stump, I guess is how you would put it. And, uh, they get there, and then everyone gets out. Pepper smells nature and says she loves it. Zoe, in the full scout regalia, says that she absolutely adores nature. Pepper says that we are just camping and not glamping. You know that, right? Russell asks what that is, and Zoe clarifies and says that it is a shortening of glamorous camping. And, fun fact, I learned that this is real recently when, like, a friend mentioned it offhand. And I was like, wait, I've only heard that on this children's TV show. I did not know that was real. Because, you know, the children's TV show I got it from has some pretty unbelievable things. She says that glamping is nice, but... Give me a bed of leaves and a blanket of stars and I'm a happy camper. Literally. And Roger then cracks his back and everyone is bothered. But Roger says this is 
quite needed after a long drive. He asks Blythe to unpack while he sets up the camper. He also tells Blythe while she starts to unpack that there have been a dozen sightings of Bigfoot in this forest this year. Can you believe it? And Sunil and Vinny freak out because they think that means that there are at least 12 Bigfoots. Or Big Feet. Depending on how you want to pluralize it. It's really different. Would it be just Bigfoot? Because like... Because like if, if it... Hold on, I need to look up the etymology of Bigfoot for a second. Okay. Like, when I looked up the etymology of Bigfoot, I, I know it just comes from big foot. Like, they have a giant foot. I wanted to know the language of origin and apparently the language of origin is English so it should be big feet is a collection of multiple big foot but big foots also sounds natural But I was thinking that if the language of origin was from, like, a Native American language, like how we have moose being the plural of moose and deer being the plural of deer, where they just have that and don't have a modifier for plural, that it would just be big font as well. So that's my explanation for it. Although, interestingly... Sasquatch is of Native American origin. It is from a... Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this. Halcomelum language? But either way, it's big feet correctly or big foots which sounds better to me, honestly. I don't know why. Because, like, feet, to, like, saying big feet just just makes me think of actual feet. I use big foots as a differentiator between the creature and the part of the body. It's just... It's just it just helps me. So Vinny says that they have to protect us and all of our friends. And Vinny comes up with the idea to set a bunch of traps for the Bigfoots. Sunil says that that's a good idea and that for a small brained reptile you come up with some intelligent ideas. Vinny says thanks. Hey, why is there a lot of shade being thrown by anything but the lovely nature in this episode? So 
As Blythe is unpacking, Penny expresses her joy at nature, and then Zoe comes up and says, I've gathered all of the firewood, marked several trails, and whittled this divining stick to find water. Pepper asks, Who are you? And Zoe answers, Your guide to all things camping. These Douglas ferns make a beautiful canopy, and the Edelweiss underfoot, nature's carpet. Blythe compliments her knowledge and eloquence. Russell smells an acorn and comments on how lovely everything is. As Blythe agrees and says we should do this more often, a centipede crawls over Russell and a squirrel takes the acorn. And that freaks out Russell and he balls up. And Pepper's like, maybe not. So, not too far away, the Biscuits RV is plowing through nature. Like, they're not even on a trail. They are making their way through nature. And Fisher emerges from the RV excitedly. The twins have a look around and say they don't like it and that it's heavy on the earth tones. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, like, it's it's going to be one of those episodes <laughs> where we just learn how, just how much they are at being the worst rich people. <laughs> the twins complain to Fisher that nature sucks when you said it was beautiful. Fisher iterates that the profits you can get from nature are beautiful. He then pulls out a remote, pushes a button... And this makes an arm appear out of the top of the RV. The arm grabs a tree, breaks it in half, and then grinds it up in a mechanism on the roof. A chamber opens in the side and it reveals a container. As the container kind of extends itself, Fisher holds up a tiny glass to it. A drop pours out. And he says that this is the essence of nature found in Biscuit Brand Shampoo. One tree equals one drop. That is very... <laughs> like, like, it's funny in how horrible it is. Like, it is very horrible. So... The twins feign interest as best they can while they take out their phones. However, they can't find a signal, so they wander off. At the Baxter campsite, Blythe puts a picnic table cover over the picnic table. Minka comes down and compliments her, and Blythe asks her to go on, but then actually go on. And Minka does, but it's a bit awkward, but they laugh it off. So we see Penny Ling eating flowers and calling them nature's candy. So a mysterious figure pops up and we take the first person perspective of this figure. And Penny Ling introduces herself and says, I haven't seen anything like you before. Want some flowers? So Vinny and Sunil are working on their trap and telling Russell that Bigfoot is real. 
Russell doesn't believe them, but says, I I'll help you make the trap, but you know it's not real. And like, the only thing you're going to catch in this trap is one of us when we're not paying attention. Sunil says that he will be relieved when their trap has successfully captured all 12 Bigfoot in the area. And Vinny is like, we're going to need a bigger trap. So we pan over to Pepper asking Zoe to make popcorn. When uh, Zoe asks why, Pepper says this is going to be a show because Roger is going to set up a trailer. Roger looks through the instructions, throws them out, and begins trying to pop the camper his own way to no avail. The pets observe and laugh, and Blythe comes over and wonders what's so funny. She sees Roger's attempt to pop the camper, and when Roger is tired, he is on top of the camper, and the camper pops up by itself. With him on it, he gets sent flying up, and before he falls back down, he says hi to a bunch of little birdies. <laughs> he then falls into the camper from the roof, and then walks out all dizzy, like, yeah. Roger now kind of passed out, doesn't hear this, but the pets and Blythe hear rustling and moaning, and the pets get quite freaked out. Pepper asks Zoe about the moaning, and uh, Zoe says she doesn't know what it is. However, Penny walks out from the bushes, and they ask her where she's been. She is eating flowers and says she was picking flowers with her new friend. Vinny and Sunil ask if her new friend has pointy claws, razor sharp teeth, and big feet. Penny says, no, her feet aren't that big. And everyone's kind of freaked out again. <laughs> so they hear the moaning again. And Penny says that her friend says that those aren't real. She explains that her new friend says those aren't coming from real forest animals, but fake forest animals. Zoe says she can't understand it, and it is infuriating. Russell questions the existence of Penny's friend, calling it one of her interesting stories. Penny says she is very real, and they hear the moaning again, and Vinny and Sunil freak out. Blythe says, I don't understand it either, so Penny's probably right in that those are fake forest animals. I'm going to investigate. Uh, she goes through the brush and then finds the biscuits who are moaning about not getting signal. They meet each other's gaze and ask, what are you doing here? The biscuits say, we asked first, and Blythe counters, no you didn't. Are you spying on me? The biscuits are like, why would we ever spy on you? And they say they're looking for a signal. Blythe asks why they're here in general. So the biscuits say they have this RV, which means a rich people vehicle. <laughs> and they were watching 
TV on their massive big screen, probably bigger than your apartment. <laughs> anyway, late last night, Daddy climbed in and started driving, and now we're here. Uh, I found that last line particularly funny, because, like, like, they completely didn't expect it being driven off. <laughs> Blythe asks why. Like, why here, though? Uh, Winnie says that their dad said something about nature and stuff or whatever. We stop paying attention when the subject switches from them to something else. Um, Brittany says she wasn't listening because she was texting something about herself. Winnie is excited because bars have been found and they start texting while Blythe shoes them off. However, before they can leave, Roger drops down and seizes the biscuits and asks them what they're doing. The biscuits, knowing how easy it is to fool Roger and how mad that he gets when you insult his daughter, lie through their teeth and say they're just checking up on their good friend Blythe. Roger thinks that's sweet. He also asks them, because they're in the area, to keep an eye out for Bigfoot and hands them a photo he has of Bigfoot, which I assume he keeps on him at all times. <laughs> because why not? There's his wife, his daughter, and Bigfoot. Those are his three priorities, I would imagine. I mean, I mean, we don't we don't really see him have a picture of his wife, exactly. But I do think he would have it. I really do. It's not it's, he's he's not that kind of person. He's 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 not. He is the sweetest. He would not he would not get rid of pictures of his wife. So, the Biscuits comment on Bigfoot's appearance and say that he needs some manscaping. Roger continues that he and Blythe are on a quasi-scientific expedition for Bigfoot. He then asks them to spread the word, and the Biscuits say they will make sure that this gets out. Roger goes back into the trees with his harness, He's wearing a harness like that has bungee cords, I guess. It's bungee cords and like a it's like a it's like a bouncer thing. I don't know. I don't know what it would be called. I think they say it in the episode, but I kind of forgot because I, I took the notes last night and I'm not, I'm not gonna pull it up. But whatever. Roger goes back into the trees and the biscuits go on their way. Blythe is like, I bet Blythe Baxter Bigfoot Wacko is already trending on the Chirpiverse. Roger then pops down again and invites Blythe to have fun. Then a song happens, but unlike most songs, this one's completely non-diegetic. Like, like it's just a song that plays over everything. It's not... It's not you know, coming from the voices of one of the characters, even though it sounds like Zoe, and it might have been her voice actor, but it's not Zoe. You know what I mean. 
it's just a song about the joys of camping and it's just a very pleasant song and again like um uh won't be long it feels like an actual song and possibly supports my this is a show in a show but we don't see that ever theory and like I can imagine that like a pop country band like recorded this song for the show if the show was a show within a show kind of deal you know this is a weird weird theory but it's one I like and I'm sticking to it I mean I like all my theories but that's that's neither here nor there at this point so what the song plays over is just like a montage of camping stuff it's it's typical but it's still delightful it's just it's fun there's like stuff like Roger and Blythe eating a sandwich like Pepper and someone else gathering berries, I think it was Minka. Like, Vinny and Sunil setting up their trap. Uh, Roger falls into some poison ivy and has to sit in a tub of pink aloe vera, I think. It looks like Pepto-Bismol, but I don't think you would rub Pepto-Bismol over yourself. So it's just, just a bunch of stuff like that. There's also like a big hide and seek game that takes up like the last third of the song. And it ends with Roger taking a picture of Blythe and the pets, except for Penny, who after the song is over, we find sitting by a pond and enjoying nature. Penny says that she would not mind moving out here, but would miss the littlest pet shop and her friends. She is also talking to her mystery friend, who, again, we take the first person perspective of. The friend talks in chirps and coos. And I would like to point out that this chirp-coo language sounds more like a language than uh, the raccoon's gibberish was even though this might also be made up like just saying telling the voice actress to just chirp and coo in a way that sounds whatever I mean I don't know gibberish kind of sounds gibberish to me I don't know like th there's there's a rhythm to this gibberish the gibberish at least on display in heart of parkness I don't doesn't really feel like it has a rhythm to it although it has been like a fair amount since I've seen it so I don't know but it just seems weird is all. 
So Penny, who understands this mystery language, is excited because her friend apparently asked to meet her other friends. And Penny really wants to introduce them. So they make their way to the camp and Penny tells her to wait. They ask who she's talking to and Penny says that it's her friend. Vinny and Sunil still suspect that it's the Bigfoot. Penny reiterates that her feet aren't that big and says she's quite sensitive about it, really. Blythe asks if she's making things up and Penny's like, no, she's real. Zoe asks if uh, she has a touch of nature madness and Penny is real mad because her friends don't believe her and she storms off. Meanwhile, Fisher is looking around, not seeing anything. He goes back to the RV only to see it completely total. He pops the hood and notices that the engine is gone. Brittany asks if that's like bad. Fisher grumbles and gets to work. The twins discuss this and come to the conclusion that Blythe did this because she's nasty. Now, I know this is before the event I'm going to talk about, but a rich person calling a woman they don't like nasty does not have the best look to it. This is one of the times where a bad thing in the future actually kind of improves a scene because they are indeed the worst rich people. So Fisher puts in an auxiliary engine and the RV has an auto repair function that fixes everything else about the RV. So yeah, like, like me comparing them to that like doesn't seem too far off when their RV has an auto repair function. They are just too wealthy. Like, like, spread, spread the wealth, really. Come on. So the twins want to teach Blythe a lesson, but it is literally hard for them to think. Li literally. They pull out the picture of Bigfoot that Roger gave them and come up with an idea. So at the campsite, Roger is keeping an eye out for Bigfoot and his jumper. I guess? I don't know. They had a name for it. I forgot. Minka is concerned about Penny, but Blythe has a remedy for that and calls out snack time. Penny rushes in and says it's her favorite time of day. I did not know we were on Penny Ling's snack time already. That's a joke only for me at this point. It really is. Unless, unless you know it. That's for you. But it's mostly for me at this point. So, Blythe introduces the pets to s'mores. She begins the process of setting up s'mores by taking a stick out, but when Russell sees that it involves marshmallows, he starts panicking. And everyone else is in awe over the process of cooking something over a fire. Which I guess makes sense because they're animals. <laughs> Although Zoe mentioned cooking kibble over the fire earlier. So, either way, at the end, 
both mentions the step where you put it between two graham crackers along with a piece of chocolate or a pet friendly substitute which would be nothing so back up here how do we know that either marshmallows or graham crackers are pet safe like I mean I know chocolate is the most commonly known thing but like you you could make the deductive deduction that a marshmallow might be unsafe as well as a graham cracker maybe but I'm, I'm more on the marshmallow thing. I don't know about graham crackers for sure, but like marshmallows might be unsafe. Uh, when Blythe pulls out a bag of marshmallows, Russell goes into full panic mode and curls up. Blythe apologizes and says she's forgot Russell's severe phobia of marshmallows. A shadow emerges. Everyone takes notice to this. They see two figures coming out from the bushes and all of the pets hide the figures begin to roar and Russell is still in a ball and is asking if the marshmallows are attacking Vinny and Sunil decide that it's two of the twelve Bigfoots or Big Feet that's a, that's a real, real sticking point for me and uh, Blythe hears uh, the number two and immediately know what's going on. Uh, so she approaches the figures and pretends to be scared. And once the biscuits hear that, they say, Yeah, we're the Bigfoots we're looking for. No, it's Big Feet. It's like plural. And everyone else becomes less scared. <laughs> and they're like, what? Blythe pulls them out of the shadows and reveals them to definitely be the biscuits. Brittany says that Whitney kind of forced her to do this. Blythe asks if they're ashamed. And they said, we might be if we know what that meant. <laughs> So another figure pops up behind them, and Blythe asks if that's their father. The Biscuits are like, no, that's just an actual Bigfoot. And then everyone realizes that, and the Biscuits run off. They find their dad, and they beg to leave because this forest has too many scary creatures like Bigfoot and Blythe. Fisher agrees because every time he looks away, his nature-killing mechanical arms are destroyed. And he says nature is overrated anyway, and they ride off. Like, like, every episode, they, they somehow become worse rich people. It's almost hilarious in a way. So, Penny walks over to the Bigfoot and introduces her as her new forest friend, Mushroom. So Mushroom now has gained a sense of English. Minnie and Sunil freak out and hide in the hole they created. Mushroom thinks that's nature's madness, but Zoe clarifies that while nature madness is a thing that can happen, those two are just kinda idiots. 
Blythe apologizes on behalf of everyone, and Penny accepts. Mushroom agrees that Penny's friends are nice, unlike the forest breakers, and Blythe immediately knows that she means the biscuits. And Mushroom explains how she kept going over to the RV and trashing it. Now keep in mind, this is a Bigfoot the size of the rest of the usual animals here. So, like, for her to, like, rip out an engine block and rip off the arms like she did, she must be pretty freaking strong. And also, this is definitive proof that nature itself does hate the biscuits. So, Roger is done with his Bigfoot watching and is a bit tired because he didn't find anything and he just is a bit sore. He asks about Mushroom, and Blythe tells him that that's a real Bigfoot, and Roger freaks out and is like, what, what, a real Bigfoot? And then he runs into the hall. Blythe is excited because she was right, and Mushroom points out that that's Bigfoot madness. And you know what? She really was the littlest Bigfoot. So, overall, this is a pretty good episode. You can kind of tell by the shorter length, because I'm not getting into any rants or tangents. I'm just laser-focused on this episode. And it's a fairly good episode. I mean, it's, it's just enjoyable. Also... Now, if you're not hearing a humming sound, it is because the air conditioner was turned off, because I am recording this kind of early in the morning, earlier than usual anyway, and my new roommate in the new apartment era came in and turned off the air conditioner, which is in my room. So that was the humming throughout the entire episode, and probably will be there for future episodes depending I think it might have been in the last episode I'm not a hundred percent sure on that but whatever uh, that's just that's just to clarify anyway that should be it for this episode of the littlest petcast be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcast, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when uh, they just plow through nature with no regards to any existing trails. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode Sunil's Sick Day. I will see you then.